would like to make some advertising for Ceva. And um, I uh, want to quote something from a new book uh, by Ziga Kongtru Rinpoche. The book is called Training and Tenderness, Buddhist Teachings on Seva, the Radical Openness of Heart that Can Change the World. The Radical Openness of Heart that Can Change the World. So one of the chapters is called Like Oxygen. And Ziga uh, Kongtru Rinpoche writes... We human beings are not like weeds in an untended garden that grow up and survive without any care. We depend on having affections, affection in our life. We depend on having affection in our life. <coughs> and uh, I think that's something we can we can all recognize. How what happens? What happens with children who have no affections, affection in, in their life? They die. So uh, I know some of you had really fucked up parents, but uh, you know there there were someone kind of who jumped in. You know your grandmother or a sibling or. Or the family dog, and uh, someone, uh, something. Sometimes Jesus jumps in. So it's like oxygen. You know, it's not some something like. It's something we need. We need affection in our life. To survive, to make the brain grow, and and that you are sitting here it shows really that you had, you had that. Otherwise, you wouldn't have the capacity to be here. You wouldn't be healthy enough. So this is maybe you have. Uh, Yeah, they made animal uh, 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 research with that also. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's it's uh, so the need for seva is, is true for all mammals. You know, mammals who don't receive seva, they die, even if you give them enough food. So. We we depend on receiving seva, but also, a bit later he says, our well-being also depends on our expressing seva to others. From early childhood, we have been learning to open our heart to parents, siblings, friends, and pets. So it's it's this uh, giving and receiving seva, uh, which is. Uh, which is so important uh, for a sense of well-being and a sense of meaning in life. 
so in another uh, chapter he he uh, he goes to the uh, to this text of Shantakirti uh, which i already mentioned uh, his text on the uh, on, on emptiness you know, Shantakirti it's this text is one of the main texts uh, which are studied in the tibetan buddhist tradition for the understanding of emptiness um, Shantakirti an indian master and uh, he writes the opening of this book is striking Though Shandakirti is writing a rigorous treatise on the ultimate nature of reality, he begins by paying homage to Tseva, the tender heart. His homage employs three metaphors. In the beginning, he says, Tseva is a seed. In the middle, Tseva is the water that helps the seed grow. Finally, Tseva results in an abundance an abundance of a ripe of ripe fruit. Yeah, so these are the three quite famous metaphors of Shandakirti. It's like a seed, it's like water, it's like a ripe fruit. So the, the metaphor of the seed is referring to this experience that we come with seva, we come with the with the potential of seva. It's indestructible. And it's amazing how this seed survives everywhere. Uh, you know, it's like uh, you know, there's a, a, a German uh, psychotherapist. He's the founder of logotherapy. His name is Viktor Frankl. He was um, uh, in the in in Auschwitz in in the concentration camp. And so he emerged from this experience, and he wrote his like his first book, which is called *The Search of Meaning*. And uh, and that's where he develops his uh, his therapy uh, from. So his therapy is about is about finding meaning in life. What is meaning in life? What makes a life meaningful? And he describes uh, how uh, within this really incredible circumstances how kindness survived how care survived how seva survived so it's uh, it's an incredible an incredible thing that people that pe- that we uh, that we stay kind and that we stay that we keep the capacity to look after each other, even even sometimes sacrificing our life for others. So, then he says, "Seva is the water that helps the seeds seed grow." So, how to how, you know? So, the intention of me talking now about this, uh, about seva, is to inspire us to put seva uh, as a priority in our life, to see the preciousness of seva. Because we, we might still sometimes think uh, that you know, genuine happiness is being found in entertainment and having things and being successful and and being healthy and 
uh, uh, you know, having, you know, publishing things or be like so. Uh, but and this is uh, this can be all wholesome activities. But when seva is missing, then you have a feeling of emptiness. You have a feeling of you might be this successful businessman, businessman with fifty on top of your career, and you make a lot of money. If there is no seva, it's meaningless, and you will feel it. You will know it. And there's many people like that. It's called midlife crisis. <laughs> wow, what's with my family? So it's like I saw this interview with uh, one of the guys who survived this. Uh, you know, it's a few years ago. Uh, a pilot landed in the Hudson River. Yeah. And uh, so, and they all stepped out, and uh, nobody was hurt. So, they made a movie about it. And um, uh, and I saw an interview with with one of the people who was in that plane, and and he had exactly this insight. He he described how he was sitting in the plane, and he was he thought they are going to die, and he started to reflect on what is important in my life. And. So what what happens when people reflect what is important in, in my life? What is it, what comes up then? It has something to do with seva. It has something to do with love, with connectedness, with taking care of each other, with enjoying time with with uh, in exchange giving and receiving uh, seva with people. That's that comes up. And uh, when you talk with people or you read about um, people who support um, uh, dying people, yeah, uh, then then that's also what they say. So what people mm. what people uh, regret and what they are happy about, what they rejoice, this has also to do with seva. So. It's like we regret times where we didn't express our seva, where we held back our seva, where we instead prioritized computer gaming or seva-less partying. Of course, you can also have seva-full partying. Yeah? So it's not so much the activity. It's, uh, it's uh, how much heart is involved. You can be also a, a successful businessman, uh, and in your activity, uh, you express seva. That's that's the way you express your seva, and that's also the way you receive seva. That's what I do. The way I express my seva is sitting here, and it's an exchange. So I I give seva and I receive seva. That's why it's so, you know, if I would have to choose between a massage and uh, sitting here, I would have to s choose sitting here because this is much more healthy for my body than a massage. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better for my immune system. It's, uh, it's, you know, it, it, uh, it takes away the wrinkles. <laughs> <It> <laughs> It, uh, it makes my body pliable, yeah? So I'm sitting here. I don't do any yoga. I don't do any movement. There's no, 
no uh, tension in my body. It's seva. It's this exchange of seva. So thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, you'll get your money back. <laughs> <laughs> But it's also you. I mean, it's like it's this exchange yeah, between you, all of you, and between me and you. So it's, it's something we create together. Yeah? So it's, it's, uh, we are all uh, uh, part of this Tseba exchange. Uh, so the, the watering the seed. So, so this there's the seed of seva and then you water it with seva yeah so it's both it's the seed this potential and then you water it and a big part of watering seva is uh, to uh, to to just um, to to value it and to op- and to notice and to observe seva the natural movement in your heart and how it makes you feel because it's one thing you know, to hear the Dalai Lama say, you know, my, my religion is, is seva, yeah? Uh, so that's one thing. But, but for, it's also important that you figure it out yourself, that you feel it, yeah? So that you feel the difference of, for example, preparing a meal with seva and sharing it with someone else, how that feels, and having an expensive meal in a New York restaurant by yourself in a, a you know and just yeah of course it tastes good yeah but you know you need to feel the difference and you need to be curious about that you know I I, I gave this example uh, yesterday or the day before about uh, even the way you treat a a plate you know it can be like um, tender and uh, or it can be uh, kind of mindlessly and taking it for granted so the uh, you know the intention to set the intention and, and there are you know these bodhicitta prayers in the morning which is sometimes part of one's practice can be can be helpful yeah, to remind you of seva so what is my day today about? Okay, I, I, I want to be, be mindful of the seva I received today. And I also, I want to open my eyes. I want to sit in the train and look at people and see seva. I, I want to see the seva uh, which is happening between my colleagues. Well, I, I, I will appreciate that. You know, if you walk through a city like Copenhagen, it's like so much seva. It's like, and uh, it's it's and also one example is it's such a different difference to uh, to step into a bus where the bus driver has seva. It's most of the time it's the immigrants who have it, and and uh, or if you have a grumpy. Uh, you know, unhappy. Uh, yeah, he also drives the bus, but the experience is completely different. So uh, it, it's nice to have this intention. I want to be like that immigrant bus driver when people 
step into my presence, they feel this, this, uh, so. Of course you can't pressure yourself now and don't make it like a pressure, but to set the intention, you know, uh, to set intentions is so important and so powerful. It, it, it something shifts. We see, we start to see the world in a different, in a different way. And and seva is moving. Where is your seva moving? Maybe when you when you take care of your plants. No, I tell you one one simple thing you can do to add ten years lifespan to your life it's from research it's a very simple thing get yourself a dog eight to ten years why is that because it's seva one of the the biggest uh, uh, obstacles of my mother since a few years is that she feels her life is there's no meaning in her life. No, she lives alone. She has no. I I would I I wish I could convince her to get a dog. Because that's like. That would be so wonderful for her. No. I mean, you have a reason to get up if you have something to care about. You need to go out with the dog and, and you, you come home and it makes a difference that you come home. Because... <laughs> and, 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 the dog, and the dog does not care how you look like and how you are, what your mood is. It's just, it doesn't care. It's like just, you are the most wonderful, beautiful person in the world. <laughs> it's, it's pure seva. That's why people, uh, and it's, I mean, I, I, I've read the research, that's why, that's why it prolongs the life of people, to get a dog. So the dogs in Sweden, they do much more for the mental health of Swedish people than all the psychiatrists together. <laughs> and they are much cheaper. Yeah? And if, 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 even if it's just a plant, you know, if, if, if you don't... My mother, she has this little garden in front of her balcony, yeah? so that's what she takes care of. We need it. We need things to take care of. It's in our nature. We want. You know, it wants to come out of our hands, out of our mouths, out of our eyes. It's like that's what we are here for. It's in. I mean, it's like we can't choose it. It's. Well, I, I think that's probably one of the main reasons why people have children. They want to open that seva in a radical way. It's like you have a child, and there it is. You can't choose. I mean, it's just in your nature. I mean, if you are kind of a, a, a healthy... I, I mean, we are not all really completely healthy, but we are, like, good enough. Yeah? So good enough, healthy. So then, uh, then, then the children, in a very dramatic way, 
sometimes uh, open that in your heart and you will be surprised wow I mean I don't have children but I kind of try to step into the shoes of parents Um, so there is also practices uh, in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition which are supposed to nurture the seva, but um, I don't know. I think it's quite difficult uh, to uh, to. So you can do a loving kindness meditation, but you know may, maybe some of you have tried like meta meditation mm-hmm. and wishing all beings be happy, but nothing really moves. It's like it stays dry, it stays uh, like as an idea, as some words, you know. I mean, of course, sometimes, uh, particularly when you do it together and you have some guidance, then maybe some, some something moves, yeah. So, or there's uh, the compassion practices, yeah. Mm, so, if if in our compassion there is no seva, then, then our compassion is... Um, no, there's something neurotic in our compassion then, if there's no seva, if there's no movement in our heart. You know, it's like, uh, it's maybe like a duty compassion, or I should compassion, or wanting to be nice compassion, or wanting to have something back compassion, or, or look what I do compassion, or, uh, you know, uh, so, so when you do this kind of practices, always stay in touch with uh, with ah, is there does it move? Is there, is there actually warm heartedness in this practice, or is there pressure? So is there actually warm heartedness? And and if not, how can I bring warm heartedness into the practice? Don't you think that there's often a wounded child that has shut down uh, when, it, when it's hard to feel, to feel compassion? Yes, so there, there is this, uh, this hindrances, of yeah. course. We, so, uh, that, that would be one, yeah? Um, so they are the, the practice of self-compassion and learning to nurture the wounded child. So this is like bringing seva into into your wounds and into your memories and into into uh, into into your condition. Uh, this uh, this is important. Yeah. I think about one thing. Yeah. Like s- usual uh, social mores, you have like. Greeting someone, good morning, mm. or good afternoon, goodbye, mm. good night, mm. and how are you? Yeah. And often you reply uh, with a reflex. Mm. And uh, mm. I wonder if that is destructive. I feel it sometimes that I don't want to answer those questions because mm. it's so, you know, it's just watering the meaning down. Mm. So, so these days, being quiet has been a wonderful release in that way. Yes. Letting go of, you know, that yeah. bullshit, you know, hello, goodbye, uh, nice to see you. <laughs> Maybe you feel nice to see them, but 
it's so reflexive that you mm. you don't have a chance to to um, sense it in your heart. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, what could be a way to bring more seva into this into this in, into into this interactions? So that's definitely possible that uh, that you that you are there more with your heart. Awareness. Yeah, it's something to explore. So uh, and then to have like little little successes, like little ah. Today it was different for me. I met the same, same, the same person, the same colleague, and he said the same bullshit. But somehow, I felt something. How can I make this happen? How can I prepare myself for it? How can I see the situation differently? Uh, how can I, uh, when I answer, come more from seva? Because how how could we know what the others? Yes, so that's some this you kind of know. this is this kind of reflection which can help us to reframe the situation, and I'm and sure. and yeah. The, yes. mm. the the only thing you can control is your own yeah. stuff mm. anyway. So yeah, yes. but um, you know I, I get I angry with myself <laughs> answering so, reflectively. Yeah, reflectively. yeah. Maybe uh, maybe you can find. Uh, a way to think about this answer so that it becomes more authentic, more genuine. So what could you say in, in, the, in the moment? Yeah? Uh, so, uh, How would it be if it was the opposite? Nobody even looked, nobody said good morning, nobody yeah, said uh, nobody's your <laughs> It's a good thought. Yeah. I used to go to the extreme, uh, sometimes the opposite, and, and think of that. No, that that is not so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, f I, I, I mean, I don't have answer to this, but mm -hmm. I'm interested in exploring it. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you no, know, for 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 some time I thought, you no, know, if I say like I'm fine, you know, and it, but I, I actually feel rotten. So how can I? How can I? Well, I'm. You know, uh, how can I say I'm fine coming from a genuine place? You know, and then I thought, yeah, from the point of view of Buddha nature, I'm fine. <laughs> so, then, so then I kind of I stepped. Uh, I, I made the step backward, yeah, mm. and uh, so and then I could genuinely say, yeah, I'm I, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And then it does not, uh, and then, then I don't feel like this, you know, inauthentic um, playing a game. So, so this is just a little thing, uh, like uh, uh, to make you curious about exploring this. So how can I be uh, present in these moments? How can I be softer in these moments? And this is also, I think, a good thought to think, yeah, yeah. Well, at least they see you. At, at least they know your name. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have a program. The the when you when you put when you um, put put the code in when you're going to go inside yeah. even where the garbage is, 
at where I live, and I knew in that apartment. Um, so when I press the code, then they say, welcome in. But the neighbor is very tired, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and it's no person behind. Yeah. It's just a process. <laughs> That's right. sure this is true but in Spanish there's supposed to be a way of saying I'm fine or do you want to know <laughs> with one word uh, mm. I'm fine and but do you really want to know yeah yeah mm. um, mm. yeah mm. if it's yeah or do you really want to know sorry mm. I'm fine or do you really want to know yeah yeah that's mm. a good option <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like the Englishman, they say, how are you? And answer, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> yeah. I think in, in German, when you ask, wie geht es dir, it's a bit more an honest question. What I mean, you, wie geht es dir? Oh. It's, it, it means, how are you? But... You wouldn't say it like the Americans and eat greeting, yeah. So, but so I think you would ask it. Yeah. How's it in Swedish? Do you say in a normal greeting, "How are you"? Yeah, you say, you, you say it quite, quite as a normal greeting. Yeah, depends. Yeah. It's, I guess it also depends how you say it. I mean, you can feel when a, when someone asks, "Oh, how are you doing?" and you feel, "Oh, there's actually space to say something." But you can also give instead of giving them an answer. You can say, "Thanks for asking," mm. and then showing the one who asked. Mm. I see your. Yes. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's yeah. thanks for asking. And yeah. how are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then this "how are you" could be okay. could come from from some softness. Yeah. yeah, so you get you get it. You get the point. Become curious about seva in daily life, the movements of seva, and then the last is the ripe fruit. Well, seva is a li- ripe fruit, and that would be, uh, you know, people like Deepama and Rebo Rinpoche and Lama Yeshe, who are uh, the nurse Teresa in University Clinic in Lübeck, uh, who who are like this ripe fruit, who who uh, who have that seva quality. So that's the ripe fruit. Okay, so let's sit with this.
So take take your time to settle into the body. And notice how this uh, conversation uh, around Sevam made you feel. And sliding into the body, feeling the aliveness,
drop from the head into the body. holding softly, touching gently, welcoming with the breath, welcoming with seva, with tenderness.
do some walking meditation.